Hello? You're ready. Mm -hmm. Guess you're sure ready. Yeah. Faster than I expected. <laughs> Give me a sec. Absolutely nailed it. Okay. My energy currently is at, like, the perfect level. <laughs> I mean, like, the perfect level. Like, energized enough to where I can, like, be excitable, but enough to where I can be logical enough to give a beautiful performance. Mm. I love it. So what's your thought process? What do you mean? It's like, what are we doing today? What's going on? Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> well, plan simple. We're going to talk about topic of wisdom. I got a few questions lined up for wisdom. Basically, what is it? Why is it helpful? How do you get it? Is it associated with age and cultural impact of wisdom? Mm. You can think of any other questions for wisdom. That would be useful as well. If I can say one thing about why I didn't publish an episode yesterday, mm -hmm. it's because as I was re-listening to it, I realized we had an uncensored N-word. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, mm, yep, uh, I need to consult with Monty yeah. on this, and it's 10 oh. o'clock, so... <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, you know... No, you can, you can console me anytime. Not like I'm doing. Well, I was wondering, do, do you just want to remove it and still publish the episode, or what's the thought process? Ooh, because it was really funny. I'm not gonna publish it while it has the N word because it's, eh, but I mean, it's definitely gonna need a lot of editing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like, yeah, definitely edit that out. But man. That was the only one I picked up on. There might have been two or three others, but I, f I forgot. <laughs> All right. Well, you might want to review that a few more times then. Yeah. And by few, I mean like one or two. Because yeah. that's like, a few. that was like a whole. Yeah. Well, that, that is that was a like couple, power. actually, but. Ah. Who's counting? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I got I got that, that perfect, perfect balance of energy. But any other questions involving wisdom that I can add on? Um, um. <laughs> Man's out here meditating. I'm sorry, I'm just reading through, like, I look at the the Wikipedia article, and you know how they have Old English and then it became Modern English over time? Yup! And how the letter P actually was the letter W for a while, apparently. 
the heck? So all I see is I'm scrolling, and there's an ancient English text that just says wisdom, but if you replace the W with the P, what does it look like? Ah, yes, of course. Pistol. <laughs> Which, okay, sure. That's a word. I mean, like, you know what that? I'm not even gonna bother. That's just a, that's just a weird word. Okay. So, okay. Anything else you need to talk about before we start? Do you have any questions involving wisdom or no? No. Okay. That question came across a little more direct than I wanted it to, but who cares? <laughs> well, besides the person that I potentially might hurt, but you know what? I'll deal with the consequences later. Alright. <sighs> oh, you ready? I'm ready anytime. No. You ready? Yeah. But. We live yet? We've been live, yes. Okay, alright. Well, how's your day going? Uh, good. Anything specific or particular happen that's big today? Uh, I beat up an old man. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> okay, yes, you I have to that. No, I did not. I beat up a digital old man. Well, more accurately got beaten by a digital old man, but I landed some punches in there. Uh, okay, n- now now I'm confused, <laughs> and I feel slightly too afraid to... No, I'm not too afraid to ask. You beat up an old man. Can you tell me the story about that? I was playing a game, and the final boss is this old martial arts master, yeah? Yeah. And so, in the normal ending of the game, you just beat him up and then kill him, right? Mm-hmm. But in the special ending of the game... You have to beat him up until he would die, then let him kill you instead. What? <laughs> Based off that alone, I bet somebody in the audience can guess what game I was playing, but... <laughs> Man, now, now, don't even tell me the name of the game. I'm going to have to figure it out. I'll find it out, I promise you. <laughs> hey. Well, my day has been pretty boring so far, because I'm getting ready for the vacation I'm going to be going on next week. Really? Yes, I'll still probably be able to record. Where are you going? Virginia Beach, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Why Virginia Beach? Well, East Coast. Hope you enjoy all the toxins in the water. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, without further uh, ado... Die of radiation poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> we all love radiation poisoning here. You come Especially back with a third eye. <laughs> I just come. I just come back. Like, hey guys, so um, I have a third eye, um, a third leg, and I have four arms now. <laughs> I'm officially a. Uh... Dang, I forgot. Never mind. One of those cannibals from the forest, but never mind. <laughs> I forgot what their name was. But without further ado, I am the smartest idiot 
he's the dumbest genius, and we solve we answer questions that nobody has. Mm. I almost uh almost copied yeah. someone. <laughs> you know what? We might need to change the phrase soon, but you know what? It's all good. So today we're just gonna be talking about wisdom. So a little disclaimer before we get into it. We're eighteen. We aren't necessarily the most wise of people. We don't have a lot of experience in the world. So our opinions can change. We'll respect your opinions, but try to respect ours in the process, alright? Mm. So of wisdom. Yeah, speaking of wisdom, uh let's get some let's get some ground level thoughts. You got any? Ground level thoughts about wisdom? Yeah, just something to, you know, lay the land, something to start off with. Well, I'm gonna go with uh the good old definitions we talk about. Um, okay. Quite a few of them. Oxford says that wisdom is the capacity of judging rightly in matters relating to life and conduct. The soundness of judgment in the choice of means and ends, sometimes less strictly, is also defined as a sound sense. So, essentially, it's your judgment. <laughs> okay. Well... What I culminated, that's a big word, from what I learned about what I researched is that wisdom is basically what you said, a judgment type of process, but it comes from experience in the world. Mm. Experience in the world, so you can't just have this the day you're born. Yeah? No, you can't. You can have, like, you can have sound judgment or, you know, logic, but that doesn't really make you wise per se indeed i think that's something that pretty much every culture agrees on is that the older you get generally the more wise you are but that's interesting because it does seem like certain individuals do not gain wisdom as fast as others that makes ah, sense. that hmm well i think in that case it'll be a more matter of uh do they accept it as it comes accept it Yes, because there can be someone that, like, um, sees, like, I don't know, there's a meteor. And then it would become a new rule that meteors can fall from the sky. Someone that doesn't accept the rule that meteors can fall from the sky would, in turn, not be as wise. Mm. That's just like a, that's like a metaphor. Very rough, but you can get the idea. So the more things you experience in the world, the more possibilities there are, and therefore the wiser you could be? Yes, but I would also say it's more of... Not just the fact that it happens, the fact that you're able to learn from that. So, open-mindedness. Well, open-mindedness can accelerate the rate of which you culminate wisdom, but I wouldn't say open-mindedness is wisdom. Well, it's not, but that's what I was asking, exactly what you just answered. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly on the dot. So the whole point is, as you have experiences, you have to accept them, and, hmm. You seem in thought. It's like, you have to accept them. So that mm-hmm. means people who are naturally more stubborn would be less wise in that system. Yes. If we were to follow that logical system, then yes, Absolutely. So, to be more specific, I would have to say, like, stubborn in the ways of they think, or 
in the way in the things that they believe. Not able to adapt, perhaps. But that might be a not correct terminology to use. Hmm. Just someone who's very rigid, perhaps. So I have a theory about wisdom. Yeah. Okay, I was waiting for you to say yeah or let's hear it, but... Alright, so I my theory of wisdom that I just thought of just now is... Wisdom... Well, let me phrase that. Great quantities of wisdom or quality of wisdom comes from suffering or some form of pain. Okay. Of course, I'll explain. So... Let's take, for instance, someone that has grown up in a very bad environment. They will be wise enough to know what is a good decision or a bad decision. They'll know what is basically good, what is bad. And let's say someone that had to live in the streets, for instance, and they managed to make their way up to, like, being middle class. They would have known, well, they would have to know, a lot of stuff about, well, making money, because you have to start from zero to, you know, the middle, I would say, objectively speaking. So that in and of itself would take a lot of effort and a lot of knowledge to accumulate and to experience. So in the end, they would have more wisdom because of the fact they had to suffer more. You have any thoughts on that? Well, I agree to some extent. I think you do have to Mm -hmm. apply the previous knowledge which is there are people who are going to suffer a lot but they're Mm -hmm. not going to try to find ways to improve their suffering true where whereas there are some individuals who even if what they're undergoing isn't as tough their reaction Mm -hmm. to it grants them more wisdom than those who would react to it poorly fair enough because you see a lot of Go ahead. A lot of examples of people who are lower income, and even though they live their whole lives in a pretty stressful situation, Mm -hmm. they still don't know a lot. And sometimes there are people who are, like, barely in any danger, but they have a large amount of wisdom because they reacted to it well, and they found ways to mitigate it or to get around it or to even... Accept it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. You brought up a very amazing point. So, to edit what I said, then, in that case, I would say uh, suffering, or pain, I guess, brings opportunity for wisdom. Would you agree with that more? Yeah, I would say so. Alright. So, there was something else I was thinking about, but I completely forgot about it, so it probably wasn't important. <laughs> No, I, I'm kidding. Every time I forget something and I say that, it's always something important. But let's talk about how wisdom is associated with age. Mm-hmm. So we all have the idea that your grandmother will be the most wise person in the house next to your grandfather because of the fact that they've seen World War Two, mm-hmm. And... I mean that is both a joke and not a joke because, well, <laughs> there are some grandparents that actually saw World War II. Hang on. You know what? 
while I talk, can you look up how long ago World War II was? Unless you just know it off the top of your head. 1940s? 1940s, 1940s. Yeah, 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 they definitely, yeah, they, it's likely they might have saw it, actually. Mm, Or at the very least, were born in the close aftermath. Yeah. Also, it means that they had to have grown up in the Great Depression Though I'm thinking, you're thinking more of the great-grandparent, because there is the generational gap of a generation happens every 20 years. Yeah, fair enough. It's more of a great-grandparent thing than a grandparent thing, but besides the point. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but, but carrying on, your in this case, your great grandparent would have a ton of wisdom because they would have seen, well, a lot of the suffering. world. Yeah, the world at its not necessarily its worst, but not in a good, not in a good place. Mm. And I would have to say that, um, millennials and Gen Z, if we're going to speak like objectively. Some may be thinking that um, they have it easy, but oh, let me tell you something. Getting thrusted into a technological age where no one knows how anything works, but all we can do is make do, is not easy. But of course, like, I mean, it is also very easy at the same time. Everything is within access. Everything is within range. But at yeah. the same time, that's the problem. So many things are within range, and someone can just make one false thing within range, and then boom, everything can crumble. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. I was about to say what you brilliantly summarized up. It is the ease of the easiness of life that is the difficulty now, because it's so easy to just sink into this big mass of technology instead of trying to make yourself something unique and interesting. You know? I get that. It's given us so much, but at the same time, how much of that gift can you accept before you're not even you anymore? Exactly. And see, me personally, I like to uh, go more manual with some things. Mm-hmm. Like, l- let me explain. With audiobooks, of course, I listen to audiobooks because, well, you know, I'm too lazy to read. I mean, that's just a fact. <laughs> but something, for instance, like, um, well, actually, no, it's more along the lines of I just have more fun doing things hands on, personally. Mm-hmm. Like, let me explain. Like, in um, music production, that's a good example. There are ways that you can just make things way easier instead of just hand doing everything step by step. You can just go to other people's, well, web page or something, and you can just download a free sound sample or something, and you can use some of that or edit it up. I like to make original stuff because it's more authentic. It's more hands-on. It's organic. This is off topic, but well, no, those because... are my thoughts. Go ahead. The one thing I like to compare it to always is programming. Mm-hmm. It's a bit hard to Oh, say, yeah. But you have, like, assembly, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all ones and zeros. And, yeah, yeah it's super hard to program an assembly. But oh, theoretically, yeah. you could make anything an assembly. 
there are no limits on you whatsoever, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've got some of the basic programming languages, and they're pretty hard to work with. They're easier than assembly, but because of mm-hmm. the nature of them, there's certain things that you just can't do with them now because they're not built for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much do you... Okay, this is definitely off topic, but how much do you know about the uh, Halo universe? A bit. Okay. Well, this is going to apply to the analogy we just did. So, mm-hmm. there are things... Co- there are people called Spartan 2s. Those are people yeah, that are like... I know about Spartans. <laughs> well, I'm explaining to the audience yeah. as well. There are people that are, you know, genetically modified. And then the suits, they basically have no limits, but they also have no floor, so it doesn't like automatically boost you up to like a certain strength level, but it basically kind of levels you up proportionally upon how strong you are, versus the Spartan 4s, which they give your suits just a boost, but there is no ceiling that you can reach. It doesn't like scale up towards you. It just has a top. It's adding versus multiplying. Yes, that's... Well... Hmm. I would think of... I would think of it like, um... How we discussed a while ago. About the talent versus skill. That's Mm -hmm. that's how I would say it. Like, the Spartan 4s, for instance, their suits, they would max out like a certain point, and that could be like, you know, just metaphorically, that can be like talent. Because talent is only so high. But skill can reach infinite. And that's what the Spartan 2s have, because their suits, they scale up according to the person's body strength. That's kind of my thought process as well, because mm-hmm. when you've got something that is just adding on to your strength, but it doesn't proportionally increase your strength, it just makes it better only by a certain amount, versus, your example, the Spartan 2s, they take what you already have and increase it accordingly. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, we, we definitely got off topic. So back up, back to um, wisdom associated with age. So we know that old people can be wise. But let's go to the opposite with young people. So young people can be wise. And let's first off say that there's many domains that you can be wise in. Not just knowledgeable, but wise. Hmm. So, and I'm not going to talk about technological domain. I'm just going to talk about general wisdom, no specifics. So, with a young person, they can be very wise. Like, personally, I like to call myself wise, but I'm constantly humbled, like, I don't know, every other day. But that's (laughs) the thing. that's, That's the thing, though, that I realize about wise people. They realize that they don't know a lot. I think it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. I think that's what it's called. You heard of that? Well, if I'm if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. I'm just looking around here, but you do have the apology to Socrates, which is that whole, you know, a wise somebody who's wise realizes they don't know a lot. Somebody who's foolish realizes that. Well, doesn't realize they don't know a lot. They think they know everything, or at least a large amount of things. 
Yes, and that's kind of the Dunning-Kruger effect I was going to go into a bit. But yeah, basically, you kind of nailed it on the head. Like, where uh, the people who are, objectively speaking, are smart, they don't really think that they're smart because they realize just how much they do not know. I don't even think that it's they don't realize they're smart. It's that they realize what their limits are. Well, I'm going to go into that more in a bit. So the smart people, they think, not they think of themselves as not smart, but they can come to a conclusion that they are not that smart. But hold your thoughts. I'm going to come back to that. (laughs) Versus the, not to be rude, but the objectively dumber people, they will (laughs) believe they're smarter because they think that they know a lot more. So... I would say the more you know, the more you realize you do not know. Not saying that you're actually stupid or anything or that you're not smart, but if you're really smart, you're going to realize just that you do not know as much as you know. It's back to the beginning of wisdom, which is judgment. And I think Mm -hmm. ultimately it's the judge, like you're judging yourself. You know what you can do and you know what others can do. It's why wise people are always seen as teachers because they know what their limits are and what the limits of their peers are, and they can act around that accordingly. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just trying to think that if there's any other roles that, like, people with a lot of wisdom play, but, like, I mainly just see people with a lot of wisdom in some sort of field that involves passing on the wisdom they accumulated. Well, because that's ultimately the goal, right? When you're wise, you know your limitations, and you want other people to become wise so that they know their limitations, and hopefully you can create a spiraling effect. Yeah, that, that is the goal. It's like, Well, go ahead. One of the best things that a teacher can do is create more teachers. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Like, exactly. I think they call it the Timothy effect. I like to call it the domino effect personally. Yeah. Well, not not domino butterfly. You know, forget it. (laughs) They're, 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 They're kind of like, they're just different ways of saying orange. I mean, tomato. (laughs) You are struggling today, Monty. I'm not struggling. I just have many ways of articulating a thought, but many of those ways work. <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're right, but they're just different ways of thinking. <laughs> so, <yeah>, different. <laughs> I... Go ahead. Um, nothing on the front of wisdom and age, but you know what? We'll talk about young people with wisdom real quick. So. Young people in wisdom, um, first off, I would have to say that young people with wisdom, like, the way I'm thinking, it's probably more rare. No, it's definitely more rare to find than older people with wisdom. That's a fact. Well, think about it this way. Mm-hmm. The whole point is, as you go about your life, it's just probability that you will find more hardships. Mm-hmm. As you find more hardships, you'll have to adapt to them. Those who adapt well will gain wisdom. So yeah. if you see a young person who's very wise 
it's kind of sad because it almost means they have gone through just as many hardships in their short time span as an elder person has. And at the very least, it means they've adapted to them well, you know? But it's kind of sad to think about. See, and that's the thing. When I, well, yeah, when I see someone that I would call wise, usually I would feel bad for the person. You know what, better yet, I would say not just their wisdom, but their maturity. Because I say with wisdom comes maturity. I don't so think say, they're necessarily linked. Well, of course not. But wisdom can bring maturity. Well, yeah, it's like... the If you're wise, you're more often than not mature, but having or not having wisdom does not determine your maturity. Yeah, fair enough. Because there's some people... Variety of things that all combine, and wisdom may be one of those, but it's not the entirety of it. Fair enough, because like there can be people in the world that are wise enough to realize that they don't have to be super mature, or vice versa. They know when to be mature and when to not. It's discernment. Yeah. So before I get on, so before I get on to the next points I have on wisdom. I found this question online while just trying to, you know, research. Is wisdom subjective? Subject. You know what I mean? Is it subjective? What's your thought? Well, first off... Oh, oh, wow. Okay. So, if we're going to boil down wisdom to information gathered from personal experience that is used to make a sound judgment, then I would say that it is subjective. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, well, it's going to be based off of personal experience. But say you gather wisdom in a similar way to how I do, which is by getting wisdom from other people, it can be more objective. So... Hmm. Personal wisdom? I would say that's, of course, subjective, because subjective, subjective wisdom. And then more objective wisdom, I guess, would be gathering wisdom from other people. But even that, that's still subjective to the person. So, huh. Well, isn't the whole point of wisdom that as you go through hardships, you find the way you adapted to it? Which mm-hmm. means that while it is subjective, it worked. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. So while each person's wisdom may be different, it's founded on fact. That doesn't yeah, mean quick. that your wisdom is the best solution, but it means that it was mm-hmm. a solution that worked for you. Well, real quick, let's get out the way what subjective and objective is, because I'm starting to see that we have a inconsistent definition Mm -hmm. so for me subjective is personal bias what the person sees and objective is the collective fact i think that's where we're going wrong because i don't think there is a collective fact i think there's just a fact it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what people think about it the facts just there and everybody perceives it subjectively Okay, so 
objectivity is just fact. Yes. And subject and subjectivity is the perception of the fact. It's a person's it's a... viewpoint. Okay. Everybody's gonna see an objective fact differently depending on their subjective biases, as you said. Alright, so I'm just gonna break this down to the audience. So <laughs> <laughs> the objective fact would be the painting of Vince would be a painting of the Mona Lisa and the subjective would be the person who determines that's a human versus an alien on Mars that would be the subjectivity hmm. so in truth so wow so you think that wisdom is objective then is that what you're saying I think the whole point is wisdom is subjective but mm -hmm. It's because, let's say, for instance, you encounter a river that's yeah. impossible to cross by foot. Mm -hmm. If somebody leaps across the stones and that works for them, they've gained a little bit of wisdom on how to cross rivers in the future. Mm -hmm. But that wisdom's not going to work for everybody because some people don't have the deftness of foot to cross a river like that. They'll slip and fall. So another man might build a bridge. That's mm -hmm. his wisdom. And the whole point is, whenever he comes across the river again, the first man will suggest to skip across it, and the second man will suggest to build a bridge. So they both have a different piece of wisdom, but it's because that's what worked for them. Okay. Alright, that makes sense. So at the end of the day... Well, hang on. Mm -hmm. If both people, the one who jumped across the river, decided to go with the guy who made the bridge, wouldn't that make their wisdom, then, in that case, objective? How so? Well, because it would work for both of them. And, in theory, the idea of making a bridge should work for everybody. What about people who don't have time to make a bridge? Would not knowing how to skip across the stones correctly give you better wisdom in that situation than building a bridge? Good points, but okay, I'm, I'm reading I'm reading the situation wrong. I was assuming that there is a bridge and just a guy is choosing to jump across. Okay, I okay, I understand yeah. now. That makes sense. But if you think about it, the whole point is we have these two men, right? Mm-hmm. But if there's one man who has done both things his wisdom is greater because he knows how to do both. Mm -hmm. So his wisdom is greater, theoretically. <laughs> okay. And then I was thinking that it might be objective if um, one man did both of them and found the most effective way, but that would still be subjective because that would be what's most effective for him. Mm -hmm. Unless he went to every single person on the planet, it would... It would probably still be subjective because it could vary from person to person. Because the fact's just out there. So nobody can perceive in, the fact. Okay, so I guess in conclusion, we agree. We agree that wisdom is subjective. Yep. All right. Now back onto what I was going to <laughs> talk about. So the cultural impact of wisdom, and specifically like cultural groups that have different, not different ideas of wisdom, but have different, like, strands of wisdom. Mm -hmm. 
So, of course, you already know. The audience better know. I'm a black dude. <laughs> I don't... Well, <clears throat> I don't stereotypically act like it. it. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. Because, like, a <laughs> lot... Like, hang on. Let me, let me tell you. A lot of the time when I just speak to people via, like, game chats or something, people would not think I'm black or something because of the way I act or speak. Okay. Not stereotypical. Okay. I don't know if my voice sounds black or, you know, it it doesn't even matter, honestly. But back on topic, though. The wisdom that gets passed around, like, in Memphis, for instance... Because Memphis is like a pretty bad hood area. The wisdom there, it works, but (laughs) I wouldn't do it. Basically, it's a kill or be killed area down there. Which is, well, not good. Mm. Versus here, the wisdom would be, get along with your fellow person. Which I definitely agree more with. So, yeah, like, wisdom can definitely vary from culture to culture i don't really know that many other cultures well it's interesting because if you think about it maybe we've been thinking about wisdom wrong oh because building a bridge and skipping across the rocks is more knowledge than wisdom does that sound right well once you get across you have the wisdom to know that next time there's a river i should do one of the options but there's also the outside factors of what if you need to cross the river again and again, or what if there's a time constraint, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't wisdom simply be the ability to choose the correct option from your toolkit in any situation? I would say that would be more of like just raw judgment. Well, think but, about it. If okay. it's the same idea of Let's say a man tries to build a bridge, but then he's caught up to by his enemy and beaten up. Then he has the knowledge in the future that if somebody's chasing him, he should probably skip across the rocks rather than build a bridge. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he has gained wisdom. Okay, so what I think you're getting at is past knowledge for the sake of the future. Yes, and the ability to discern what you've already done and apply that to the current situation. Okay, so in like a sentence, what I've done before to do what I can do now. Yes. Or now that that's I need a I could I can make a better sentence. Whatever. But yeah, I we get what you're getting at. But Back to the cultural impact of wisdom, I don't know many cultures, and uh, personally, um, I don't really care to know that many. Well, I like how you quote geography as being a big differentiator, right? What do you mean? Because think about the difference between Memphis and where you live. Mm Mm-hmm. The culture around there is very different, and therefore the wisdom people have developed to survive there has also changed. Yeah. So, it's interesting to note that wisdom changes based on the culture that surrounds you. If it's an overwhelmingly violent culture, wisdom tends to trend toward violence. 
It's an overwhelmingly cooperative culture. Wisdom tends towards cooperation. Does this make sense? There, I feel like there's something I could argue with that, but everything you're saying sounds 100% correct. Well, the argument if would be sometimes the wisdom is countercultural. Like, for example, if you're in a violent culture, but you realize the at. best way to counter the violence is to be compassionate. But knowing how to do it in a way that doesn't you know, end you up in a ditch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that definitely makes sense. So, culture definitely has an impact on wisdom. In fact, I would say that culture, like, yeah, it has, like, a huge impact on wisdom. Because if it doesn't change what you do, it will definitely change how you do it. That's for sure. Depending on what it is. Because like you said, if you're in like a bad environment and you want to do a good thing, you might have to do that good thing in a way that looks bad or in some sort of method that might not be that good. You get what I'm getting at? Mm, kind of. Let me think of an example. Um... Say like you're in a bad environment and you want to help out your little brother. You want to make sure that he's not hurting people. In like a different area, like in a nicer area, you would just say, for instance, hey, you shouldn't be a bad person or you would just, I don't know, you would just tell him off or something. But if you're in that bad area, most likely just me thinking out loud, he will probably not listen. So in that case, you might have to not just, you know, talk down to him or talk at him. You won't have to take a physical... No, you might have to take a physical approach, but you will kind of have to adapt to the culture or to the situation. Hmm. So like I was saying, what you do won't probably change, but the way you do it probably will. It's an interesting thought, but for some reason, I'm inclined to not believe it's 100% true. Oh no, it's probably not. Hmm. That's just my, that's my view of it. Anything to refute against it, though? I'm always well, open to critique. If you could sum up your idea in one sentence, what would it be? Okay, so, hmm, in a bad area, you might need to act bad to do good. In a good place, you might need to do good to do bad. How does that make sense <laughs> for the latter part? <laughs> uh, that was a funny way of saying that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Let me, let me try to rephrase it in a better way. Um, I'm going to try to use a metaphor, but I'm going to try to make it even shorter. Mm -hmm. So, with a bad little brother in a bad environment, you might have to act a little bad towards him. And in good environments, with a gooder brother, you might have to act gooder towards him if you want to do a good thing. Hmm. Gooder? The heck? You know what? 
gooder's a word now. It's in my dictionary. Define gooder. Better. All right. That's gooder. All right. But you got any thoughts on that? Any counter arguments? I. Hmm. I don't believe it's true. I don't know why, but I feel like you're missing something in your explanation. Okay. Well, if, uh, in the audience, if you get this, then shoot, you can skip this part. But we're, I'm going to drag this out to like make sure it is like a perfectly detailed picture. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's say that I have two sides of my family, my mom's side and my dad's side. Yeah. One of the sides. Wow, it's almost as if you're speaking from personal experience, Monty. No, I'm not. It's a metaphor. Don't worry. <laughs> so one side is in, uh, I don't know, Detroit. Bad Which environment. For the people who are not from America. It's a bad place. <laughs> they literally steal, like, they steal your porch. <laughs> <laughs> not Porsche, porch. <laughs> and then let's say that you're living, like, on your dad's side. Your mom's side was in the bad area. On your dad's side, you have family in, let's say, um, you know, you know, you know what, better yet? No, no, let's carry on, let's carry on. I was getting off topic. <laughs> on your dad's side, you have family that's in Maine. Why Maine? Because lobsters. <laughs> Lobster boy. Okay, so if you go to your mom's house... Well, no, your mom's side of the family. They're in an environment where the nurture is going to make them act a little more harsh, a little more crude, rough around the edges. So let's say you want to pass on your wisdom that acting nice to another person can get you what you want. And let's say that that approach doesn't really work in that area. Okay, now I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, now I get your point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the way you do it is, I would say, wisdom, I think. The way you do it. A.K.A. judgment. I've been saying it since the beginning. <laughs> I didn't hear you say I told you so, so I'm just going to carry on with what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you were to go to your mom's side of the family in Detroit, and you were to try to say, hey, you should try to be nice to the other people around you. It's a hard, you know, kind of environment. And... Personally, I don't know if it would or would not work. So in that place, they wouldn't actually have wisdom in that domain. So let's say they try to pass the wisdom onto the other person. How would they do it? Well, let's say they try to go for the nice approach. They try to teach the other person that, hey, you got to act nice to the other person so you can get what you want. And... Of course, that's not going to work because the guy's more crass. He grew in an environment where 
Well, his nurture basically rose him up as a person who's more rough around the edges, who's more tough shell. That's a metaphor. So, you try to talk to that guy about being a better person for the sake of making him better so we can talk to other people better or whatever. And he just doesn't accept it. So, then you would kind of have to adapt to the environment in order to pass on the wisdom. Either you would have to act more crass to get the point across, or you would have to adapt what you say to him so it can make more sense. Speak in their language. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Versus if you were like a uh, a more crass person going to your father's side of the family up in Maine, you would say like, um, let's say you want to get the wisdom across that you have to Stick up for yourself. That's the message trying to get across. But since you're in a crass environment, that looks more along the lines of shooting other people for respect. Like it's the same. Like, I mean, it's the I mean, it's the same <laughs> message, but just a different way of articulating the message. Very you know, different the, way of articulating the message. <laughs> I mean, care for. I mean, protect yourself. Care for yourself. Shooting other people to show your dominance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but back on topic though. So that crass person goes up to Maine to your dad's side of the family to tell the person he's got to stick up for himself. And how does he explain it? Via way of gun violence. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> shoot people. He, I mean, he doesn't shoot people. <laughs> he says, like, listen, man, you got to make everyone respect. You got to carry around a nine on your waistband. <laughs> you got to walk around like you the stuff. You gotta make sure that everyone can see the Glock on your side, alright? <laughs> and then the guy up in Maine is just going to look at you weirdly. He's like, what the heck, man? Dude, I'm not gonna do that. And then you would have to kind of tailor the way you say it. You're like, listen. Speaking in their language. Yeah, exactly. Like, then you got to say, like, hey, you gotta care for yourself more, right? Like, you have to make sure people respect you. You gotta know your, know your boundaries, all that stuff. I just gotta say, I hope that we can clip that part, because the idea of some guy walking up your door and be like, today I will explain how to gain respect via gun violence. Today, <laughs> <laughs> class. Oh, I need, I need to start an episode like that. It's like, so class, today I'm going to teach you how to gain respect via way of gun violence. <laughs> it's an American <laughs> school. All of them already understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> they understood the assignment before like it was even assigned to them <laughs> they read the news and they're like oh I understand alright All right, well those are my thoughts on wisdom is it time I think it is <laughs> alright Monty do you have any ideas for your uh treatment today <laughs> oh you're, you're giving me a choice yeah Come discern listen. yourself with your wisdom what punishment you shall receive <laughs> what yeah you, you you spoke like broken english just then <laughs> i'm sorry the the game i was playing has very broken english and i have been adopting its speech patterns <laughs> It's pe- it's speech patterns I have been adopting specifically for this momentous occasion. For one to have wude, 
one must first show their enemy they can crush them without the the actual crushing. I don't know. <laughs> okay, weirdo. Yes. <laughs> All right. No idea for the Monty Minute then, huh? I won't. I don't. It's not that I don't have an idea. It's that my idea is for you to pick. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? That that that's your idea? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, fine. Guess I have to think of something on the spot. Okay. Um, I am going to. I don't know, explain the process of making a song, I guess. Alright. Do you want to handicap yourself or add a better thing for you? I have no idea what a handicap would be. Alright, I'll come up with one then. Uh, if you want to gain 15 extra seconds, you must do the Game. entire explanation without mentioning the words music, song, or note. Ooh, I have a better one. I have a better one. I have to okay. say it. I have to say it in like a broken English language. Okay. Not like like old language, like thy music must be created in thus right. manner. Ye oldie, <laughs> I think that's worth 15 seconds. Nice. What's your second restriction? Second? You said you had two. Okay, well, shoot. Um, I have to... Hmm. Let's see. Every five seconds, I have to say a random food that I'm thinking of at the moment. I don't know. Oh, a random food? I think that's worth 20 seconds. Oh! Any other restrictions? <laughs> No, no more restrictions. I will let you know of when five second marks are up. Uh, how would what noise would you like for fi each five seconds? <laughs> Some identifiable noise, <laughs> like I don't know, just surprise me. But it has to be identifiable. All right, I'm thinking. Ah, that's the noise. There you go. I don't know why, but... Okay, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. So in the creation of thine music, first thing you need is at least one Flag. measure of a... I mean, apple! Flag! <laughs> Banana! So once you have the opening... Flag! <laughs> Potato! Once you have the opening measure... Flag! <laughs> steak. Plaid. <laughs> Cucumber. Plaid. <laughs> Spaghetti. And then you move on to the melody of the show. Plaid. Tater tots. Plaid. Okay, pineapple. Boy, I said pineapple. Hamburger. Plaid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Strawberry. Plaid. <laughs> Cute cherry, cherry. Plaid. Eggplant. So once you have the the one measure of the oh, Jesus. Uh uh, uh chicken <laughs> crap. 
<laughs> a protein shake? Plaid. <laughs> Chicken. Plaid. Oh, God. <laughs> Biscuits. Plaid. <laughs> Green beans. So then you can take Plaid. Uh, uh, green beans. Plaid. Corn. You carry on, and then you make the melody. And once you have the melody, Stop. you have to make some... <laughs> well, how'd I do? <laughs> Did pretty good, huh? I think... I think that's a 7 out of 10. <laughs> Yay! I did pretty good. <laughs> you managed to describe at least some part of making a song. <laughs> well, I'll having to scream out food every 5 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the funny thing is, the only part I described was, you need to make the first measure of the song and have a melody. And that's all I said. <laughs> What else do you need for a song? Instruments? Please. <laughs> you need instrument, banana, cucumber, tater tots, burger, <laughs> hot dog, honey bun, steak, corn, mashed potatoes. There's <laughs> just gonna be some poor guy sitting here like, I don't understand! I don't understand! What do you mean, string beans? <laughs> Yeah, if you guys are trying to make a song and you needed me for advice, I'm sorry. But uh, all you're going to know now is just, you know, the recipes for the song, I guess. What do you need? I need to make a melodic hamburger. Yes, sir. What is that? With, with mashed potatoes. With mashed potatoes. <laughs> mashed potatoes on the side. Ooh, the burger with mashed potatoes on it. I wonder how that would taste. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's, that's going to be a topic for next episode. <laughs> burger. Food, okay. Like, I was just thinking, like, weird combinations of food that shouldn't work. But... Like provolone and jam. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it works! I'm telling you, Monty, it works! Okay. Uh, okay. That's it. Alright. Well, it's been the smartest idiot. And the dumbest genius. And we will see you whenever we decide to. <laughs> Bye. Bye? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, man. Bye -bye. Are we perhaps... Okay.